Welcome to the Farming Without the Bank podcast, the show with a no BS approach to money. Hosted by a farm strategy expert and authorized IBC practitioner. Join us as we get real and expose the flaws of traditional financial institutions in order to help farmers take control of their finances, create peace of mind, grow their wealth, and leave a legacy. Now, here's your host, Mary Jo Ehrman. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. We're going to talk about millennials. Oh, the big millennial debate. I just love it every time I hear it. All I ever hear is how those millennials are lazy and worthless, playing games, and eating Tide Pods. Guess what? They're not all lazy. They're not all eating Tide Pods, and they're not all playing games. Now, let's just step back. Before we get into the whole millennial, I don't even want to call it a debate, but the millennial discussion. You know, I don't know that any generation thought that the next generation coming up was going to be stellar. I'm pretty sure every generation thinks the next generation sucks. Because guess what? The next generation is always lazier. We don't know what they're going to be. We've never, have we ever truly been proud of the next generation? I mean, I can look back when I was a young kid and we had Atari and Nintendo and oh my God, all these kids do is play games all day. We didn't have it accessible to us, but it was the same thing. We obviously didn't work as hard as our parents because guess what? We didn't have to haul water. Now that dates me a little, right? You kind of know how old I am. I don't really care. It's just a number. But every generation, it gets easier. And is that a bad thing? I love millennials. I love them. They are some of my favorite clients. And the reason why is because they get it. They understand what has been going on for over a 100 years. They're not okay with it. And they're not going to be okay with it. They're going to find a solution. Unlike my generation or the generation before, we were very okay with just doing what dad did, doing what grandpa did. We never really pushed for anything else. We never looked for anything else. And maybe that was because we didn't have the World Wide Web and we couldn't go out there and we couldn't find these things as easily. We had to travel more. We had to physically pick up a phone, hook to the wall, and call people. Maybe they're questioning things because they've got Google. They've got more things at their fingertips. And I think that sometimes that really ticks off the older generation. Why do you question everything? Why do you question it? Why are you, you found this on the internet, that doesn't mean that it's true. Or you found this and that doesn't mean that it works. And so as an older generation, do we want them to bring those new ideas to us? Absolutely we do. Because guess what? We're the older generation that's had the experience. So we can say, well, what about problem X, Y, and Z? And if they can fix it with their new solution, we should be open-minded and looking at that. We should not tell them they don't know what they're doing and somebody on the internet is just trying to sell them something. They have the world at their fingertips. 
we need to embrace that and encourage them to go out and look and implement some of those changes because we don't know if they're going to work or not unless we try them. These generation or millennials that are coming to me, they want to make sure that they're planning for the future. They want to get rid of the banking system. They watch dad struggle financially or mom struggle or grandpa struggle financially, and they don't want that. They're not okay with that. And that's okay that they're not okay. I get excited about the fact that they're not okay because it means that they want change. It means that they want to be successful. And that's what you, the older generation, has raised them to do. Be successful. You sent them to college and then you wanted them to come back to the farm. Well, if you sent them to college, you wanted them to learn something. And hopefully they got their money's worth there. Those of you that follow me on Facebook probably know I'm not a big, huge college fan. There's a time and a place for college, but not every child. And so you sent them there and they learned something. Now they're bringing that home and they're saying, hey, I'm... I'm looking at these finances and things aren't okay. We don't, our cash flow is terrible. We need to implement this and this. And as an older generation, we want to push them off and say, no, you don't know anything. I've been doing this for 30 years. Do they not know anything or are they just kind of starting to ruffle the feathers a little bit? And we need to just give them some time and look at them. They want to take a vacation. This is a big contention with an older generation that I see. They want to have a vacation. They want to go someplace. It's okay. You don't have to work 24-7, 365, because working a lot and being busy does not mean making money, and that is its own episode. If they want to take some time off, why shouldn't they be able to? That is an old myth that we believe that we need to constantly be working. We need to constantly be there. This younger generation is coming in and saying, you know what, it should be sustainable and it should be able to work itself where I should be able to take some time off. We should be able to work together where we can cover for each other when somebody wants to go on vacation. There's nothing wrong with that. They're just challenging you. They're just challenging you. If they take time off and make more money than you working all the time, I'd be sitting back and looking to say, you know what? Mm, These millennials, maybe they're not so dumb, right? Maybe they do know what they're talking about. They are doing so many things right that my generation and the older generations maybe didn't look at. They want to do some legacy planning. They want to look at the cash flow. They want to implement technology to make things easier and more efficient because it affects the bottom line. And they understand that. They are questioning everything and they are just not okay with the way it's always been done. And that is okay. I see absolutely nothing wrong with that. And the crazy thing is, I would venture to say, and I haven't run my numbers, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be daring here. And I would venture to say that 60% of my clients are millennials. That's a big number, folks. I mean, if I average out my age group, I'm in the low 40s. If I average my clientele, I'm in the low 40s. And that's not 40 is not generate is not a millennial. I don't know. 
I'm in my 40s. I don't know what I am, an Xer. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm the, I have no idea because we didn't talk about it. But they are truly the ones that are reading the book and saying, what needs to be done? What needs to be done differently? And it always shocks me a little bit when they can't take it to mom and dad. Um, grandpa and grandma might listen, which I always find uh, a little bit comical because they're even older. But they can't take it to mom and dad because mom and dad, they know it's not going to be okay. Or I might sit down with a millennial and say, you know what? You're 27 years old. You're 30 years old. We need to take a life insurance policy out on your mom and dad. Because if they don't have life insurance and you get the farm, you're going to have operating costs. You might have to buy out siblings. If you get the farm, part of their estate plan should be life insurance for the -the off-the-farm child. But if they're not going to do that, now we have to take that responsibility. As a child, you need to take the responsibility from your parents because they're not doing it. So you need to buy a life insurance policy on mom and dad. And if you're a millennial, mom and dad might be in their 50s. I have a young millennial. His parents are in their late 40s or mid 40s. And so anywhere between 40 to 60 is going to be mom and dad. And that is a great age to be buying life insurance still. So we need to put your money there. And then maybe we're going to do something else on you. We might do term on you. We might do smaller whole life on you. We might do something different on you. But we need to look at mom and dad. And they're going to cost more dollars. So we need to put more dollars there. And we want to put more dollars there because they're going to most likely die first. And we want this return so that we can buy the siblings. We can, we can take over operating costs. We can expand. We can do whatever. I have a couple millennials that dad has passed early. They go to the bank and there is no operating for them. The banker said, nope, sorry. It's unfortunate that your dad passed away, but I'm not giving you operating money. And they've not give mom operating money because there, there might be a couple reasons, right? It's a risk to the bank to give anybody money. And so if we give the son, we don't, we might not have a relationship with the son because he's too young. He's in his 20s. So we're not going to give him any money. And we might not give mom money because we don't have faith in the child. And we know the child's farming because we know mom never really had anything to do with it. Or mom didn't have a relationship with the bank either. And so in that circumstance, if we would have had life insurance on dad, guess what? We would have had that money. Now, I had a young guy come in. I said, you know, we should probably do some life insurance on your dad. And he said, no, no, dad's got everything taken care of. We're good. And dad passed away in the process of us doing the applications. Had he had life insurance on his dad, he could have had some death benefit there that would have made it a little bit easier for him to expand. Now, he has a great relationship with the bank. He has a great relationship with his mom. And so... Mom has got some death benefit because dad did prepare. So mom's got some death benefit and and they can use that. But at the end of the day, we're not trying to get rich off of mom and dad. Grandpa and grandma, whoever you're taking that over, we're not trying to get rich. But we are trying to set this next generation up for success. And these millennials are sitting back and saying, if you want me to farm and you're not going to prepare, then I'm not farming. They are not as 
forgiving as we were or the generation before me. They don't just sit back and go, okay, mom and dad are going to do the right things. No, this next generation wants things in writing. Even my generation, I'm running into a lot of people in their 40s who want stuff in writing. And if it's not in writing, they're leaving the farm. So we can't, we cannot sit back and say, oh, millennials are a horrible generation. They're eating Tide Pods. Oh, for heaven's sakes. You have to remember the media is only showing us what they want to show us. We have a lot of good millennials out there that are challenging the status quo, that are changing the way we do business, and I am loving it all because we should have been challenged and we should have been challenging this process for the last hundred years, and we haven't. We've made some awesome strides, but we have not made those awesome strides financially. We have made those strides with tractors and technology and seeding and all those sort of things, but we have not done it financially. And this next generation, I am loving them because they are coming to me and saying what we're doing is not right. And we don't, we want to expand and we want to have some guarantees to do that. So next time you see a millennial out there working and the next time that millennial challenges you, just before you get mad, before you get mad, just sit back and say, thank you for the question because I've never thought about it and we don't grow unless we're challenged. They are going to challenge you and it is going to be awesome. Okay, guys, I don't really have anything else to say on millennials, but if you're a millennial and you want to go to my Facebook page and give me a thumbs up, I love it. Um, You can reach me there or uh, you can go to farmingwithhealthbank.com. You can grab the book there if you have not read it, but I am excited. I'm truly, truly excited to see what we're going to have in the next 20, 30 years with these millennials coming up. And hopefully they just really rock this industry and say, you know what? We're changing things. We're doing things better. And we are going to make that bank plan B because I am not accepting it as plan A. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Farming Without the Bank podcast. We hope today's episode has inspired you to take control of your finances in new ways. Don't forget to check out our website, farmingwithoutthebank.com, and engage with us on our Facebook page, Farming Without the Bank. Join us next week as we smash more financial myths and empower you to accomplish your financial goals. Like the sound of Farming Without the Bank podcast? My audio production is provided by Podsworth Media. Check them out at podsworth.com.